Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Pauline Edmonds, and today on the pod, I'm very excited to introduce Mary Beth Marley, who is the 2012 U.S. silver medalist in pair skating and the bronze medalist in four continents that year. We competed together, actually, when we were younger um, in singles. We went to sectionals together in L.A., I remember. We did. So crazy. The year that I moved out for pairs so it's like all full circle it's kind of interesting how fate kind of works but yeah we did we did it was you were a crazy competitor too man you did not miss your stuff (laughs) did not miss you were amazing (laughs) well thank you yeah I remember that time period like when we were young we were going through novice junior senior and singles it we had just had such a strong group around us and then we all kind of popped out on the senior level and it was so cool. <laughs> it honestly was such a strong, it was such a strong group of singles girls in our like country at the time. I mean, it was very, like we all had our stuff. It was very tough. We all performed, but I mean, it, I mean, it was fun. It was definitely a lot of fun, a lot of work, but I was thinking about that the other day because a picture from sectionals came up on my phone of us and like the podium and I was just like, oh my God, that was so long ago. And it was at the old Culver City rink too. I know that was the most bumpy rink <laughs> oldest rink out there it was <laughs> so funny well when did you decide to um fully transition into pair skating out of singles when did you decide to actually start pair skating <laughs> that was just like that's kind of the story of it so um in 2009 is when I went to nationals as my uh, single skater as novice that was my first one I got second there and the following year I ended up getting fifth at sectionals in 2010. So I did not go to that nationals. I was devastated. And obviously there's a stigma in skating. Um, if you can't do singles, you go to pairs. So in that next summer, I was at Broadmoor, which is in Colorado Springs, a competition in June. Um, Rockney and Kiana broke up. And since it was Colorado Springs, uh, a couple people called my coach at the time. It was like, can Mary Beth like try out with him? When they asked me, I started crying because <laughs> I was like no it's because I missed nationals the year before no no and you know it took a, um once I like calmed down and like kind of process everything and it was about a month and I I agreed to just go try it was basically just to go just for the experience who knows what happens I ended up once I finally decided to just do the tryout I had to do everything in about like a week week and a half before to actually go skate with Rockney and then the tryout was three days and I ended up loving it. And, you know, afterwards, it was just kind of like, okay, let's just see what happens. And then, you know, he called us the next day and I was out there in two weeks. So it really wasn't like, oh, I decided to do this. It just kind of like the perfect scenario came up and they were like, okay, let's just do it. When we did that, it was in August. So like I had already had my season started as a junior with singles. And that's when like we ended up competing again against each other at that time. So I was going to finish the season and I always kind of intended on staying with singles, but then I, I really did love pair something about it with my body. I just, everything clicked. So after we finished competing that junior uh, season at nationals, I, and rock me, I got fourth at that nationals and everything. I, I just kind of was like, you know what, there's so much to do. I just kind of want to focus on, you know, doing pairs and I just want to go for this. So that's kind of how that went. I finished out my singles the first six months of pair skating and then it just kind of made sense to just focus everything on that. So that's kind of how that happened. It wasn't like, oh, I want to try it. It was just kind of like, oh, here's the situation. Let's just 
see what happens. Yeah, it really just kind of fell into your lap and you ran with it, which is super cool because you never know what life's going to throw you, you know? You're right. And honestly, it was weird. Someone the other day said to me, they're like, when you let fate work, it works. And I was like, you want to know what? That's so true. Because when you try and force something or think something out, it never always works out the way it's supposed to. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're like, wow, when you put all these pieces together, you're like, wow, it really was supposed to work out the way it was supposed to. Exactly. I think that's something that I've definitely learned along the way as well, where there's so many opportunities or possibilities that I dream of or I want. And obviously not all of them happen. Um, But when that does happen, you kind of have to take a step back and realize what's meant to be is going to be. And if this, you know, step that I was thinking about happening doesn't happen, that just means something else is about to happen. That's way more right for me, way more compatible for where my life is right now. Oh, absolutely. And just like kind of going off of that in general and like life, like, oh my, like we're so used to being so in control of our bodies and so like, okay, I'm going to work harder and we're going to get it. I'm going to get it. And then it's going to like, we're so in control that we're so used to being able to almost predict the outcome that when stuff like that happens and you kind of have to let life take its course, you know, where you're like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be right now because something else is supposed to come along the way it's kind of hard to like release that control. But when you do, you're like, oh, I see why it's supposed to be like that. And I think that's one of the things you start to realize as coming from just like being such a serious athlete to kind of like using all of those great lessons and all those strengths that you have into just being an adult and using those to like move forward your life. Like when you can put those together and just like let go a little bit or really kind of see the full picture of everything. Absolutely. There's so many great lessons that can be applied later from any sport that you're in, but with skating, with the immense training, stress, pressure, um, time management, like we, there's so much that was always going on from us from a young age. And it's, it's really cool to be able to take all of that and apply it later. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So what was it like um, starting pairs and just having pretty major success with it right off the bat. It was your first or your second season that you got the silver medal. So it was our second season and our second season, like we ended up going and that's when we made the world team as well. And, you know, so that's actually like one of the things, like when you reflect and look back on it in the moment, I just, I did not even realize, like I was just kind of like going through the motions and rock me is an amazing pair skater. He was a great partner. So like, I definitely just felt like, okay, here we're going, we're going to do my thing. Here's my goal. I'm going to go get the goal. Like, that's it. Very like black and white. And then, and then we, you know, we got second and then four continents where we got third. And then like, we're at worlds and we, we got 10th and we was like, whoa, we're doing good. And then, and then afterwards, and we started getting these new programs and everything. And it's kind of like, I've, I've said to people before, it's like, you know, everyone tells you how to get the goal, right? Right. This is my goal. I want this, 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 I'm going to go do it. And then it's like, okay, well, what happens once you get there? It's just as hard to maintain and then find that new level. Once you're like, okay, I want to be national champion or, you know, just say something like that. Okay. Well, now you're national champion. What do you do now? And it's kind of like, oh, okay. Now you have to do that same effort you did to be that goal that you just said you were to maintain it. It's just as hard to maintain it as it is to just like go for it. And I think when I got there, I was just like, oh my God, whoa. And that's when it kind of all hit me. But I was like, wow, I spent my entire life working for this. And then, oh, we got to do it all over again. And you got to keep it. And then you got to become better. And it's just kind of like at 17 when I like really realized that and then put on top of it the whirlwind of just doing pairs so quickly it's only been a year and a half by then since yeah a year and a half since like and then we made it to world so I think putting all that together is when it like was like whoa it was a lot I didn't realize how much it was until after that world championships where I was like wow okay now you got to maintain this it's not just like getting that new goal or new carrot that's right in front of you it's like now you got to be what you see on like TV, how people continue to get those national titles and they go to the Olympics multiple times or they, you know, that consistency, that's a whole new level. That is just as hard as just becoming and getting there. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get to the top and it's harder to stay there. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) 
So what did you do at that point where it kind of, you got that feeling of like, wow, it's almost overwhelming. It sounds like, how did you approach continuing? So, <laughs> so that was the thing, you know, I mean, I was so over, I did become overwhelmed. And, you know, at this whole time, I was very, I was very quiet, very focused all the time. I, I did not talk to a lot of people. I was very just like, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't need anyone's help. I tried to act like that, like tough. I can do it all. I don't need anyone helps. And that is not the way to go. <laughs> like you definitely need to, even if you make no sense, if you're trying to like, just try and vocalize or communicate something that you're feeling because what I was saying was not what was being produced. Like I definitely started to become weaker. I was not, my personality wasn't the same. I definitely became more withdrawn because I was just like so in my head all the time. And I just kind of, I don't like to call it burnout. I like, like cause I wasn't burnt out, but I was almost like frozen. I was just like, I don't know what to do anymore. Like, this is like, here I am. And so, um, you know, and that summer was really tough for me. Things just got really hard. And I ended up mm-hmm. that summer, I walked into the rink one day and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I am, I'm so sorry. I can't. And, you know, I, it was the toughest decision I've ever made in my life. And people ask me all the time, like, do I like regret it or anything? And like, it, I don't regret it. Like, it was just something that is it's hard to say because like I don't and I love it and it's a part of your life but like you said how everything happens for a reason or how we were talking about earlier that was just what was meant to be in my course like that was just what's supposed to happen in my life you know obviously I felt like I was letting people down and there was so many things at stake but I would not be where I'm at right now having the life that I have you know if I had you know, stayed. And, you know, you could have think, well, what if you did? And I don't know. I don't know what I, what would have been the better outcome or anything. All I know is that I am very happy now. And I have this, I have made this like really great life, but that time period where you're like, where, where you felt that hit, where you're just like, whoa, I can't, you know, that was, that was a big wake up call. And I would not want to be put back into that that Mary Beth, that Mary Beth was not okay, <laughs> wasn't okay. And now um, it just, that's a tough like situation you to be in, you know, like you see, you know what you mm-hmm. need to do or want to do or are expected to do. And then you also know what you're feeling. And I feel like that's what really pulls people in a lot of different directions. Definitely. It's funny when I think back on my skating days, skating internationally, competing at the biggest events, I remember how stressful it was, like always, like training is obviously super stressful, but being in the competition the whole day where it feels like something is just sitting on you, you like, it's almost like you're in a dream, but it's not a good dream. It's not a nightmare by any means, but like, it's just, (laughs) it is something else. You're almost just underwater. You're like in this glass that you can't get out of and it doesn't go away until after you compete. And that is, I, I think about this all the time. I'm like, I've never felt stress in my entire life like I did during those competitive moments. And it's kind of awesome now because whenever I'm stressed out about when I was in school or anything I'm doing with work, I know that I'm totally fine. Like this stress is nothing compared to the level that I was dealing with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I completely agree with you with that. You're right. Cause like there's two incidents I remember the most and it was the 2012 nationals like we were first after the short and it was the first time I ever had like an NBC camera in my face like right before the warm-up and I'm like okay you can't look at it but they're in my face I'm not, I just want to do something that makes me comfortable like warming up and they're right there and <laughs> you're like kind of frozen you're like okay mm-hmm. or I didn't like how like right before you took your spot and you started hearing all the cameras click and you're like hearing them hearing them that was like when I was like oh my god just play the music please play the music <laughs> but um Yeah. So, I mean, absolutely. Or like you said, with school, like taking finals and stuff, like, even though you had like a multiple maybe in one day, you're like, okay, I can handle this. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to survive. But I like your analogy with the dream. That's pretty funny. You're right. right. It's not a nightmare yet. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's after you skate. Then it becomes the nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, But (laughs) that's funny. So I know that when you were 
I mean, I, I'm going to let you speak on this, but I know that you experienced at some point in your career, post-career, a little bit of disordered eating. Can you share anything about that and your experience just being so young and under so much stress and pressure? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to just touch on this briefly, just because like, not that it's not a thing in our sport, but at the same time, I feel like, remember, everything is relative. So what might trigger someone might not trigger someone else or what one environment might be for someone might be might have a different like way with someone else it it really depends on the person the person's background and how they take in things so I mean it it truly is dependent on the individual so it's not like oh figure skating causes it like it isn't but at the same time I feel like uh with the amount of pressure that I did feel Cause I'm not going to deny it. I mean, I, there was a ton of pressure on me to do very well, very quickly. And, but I signed up for that and I, I was ready to take it on because I wanted to, but it definitely, it's hard to explain because in the moment it seems like the right thing. It seems like the right thing to, and you feel like you're in control of everything and I have it under control and I have this and oh well this made this day better for practice and this and that and yeah it it's very easy to fall into something that is so easily around you like food because at the end of the day that's what it is it's something that is very easy it's always around you you have to eat every day you have to do that stuff and I think it's just something that is very easy for you to start coping with stress and for me it definitely became that and like I said earlier when you have a chance to talk and not hold it all in and actually ask for help because you might not think people are there to help you or you're supposed to know what to do and all the time. Cause I did, that was one of the big things is I thought I was supposed to know what to do always right, right away. And I was 15, 16 years old. I thought I was supposed to have it all together and I don't even have it together now. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to have it all together like you're constantly learning and you're so and honestly you're constantly failing if you're failing it means you're moving forward like there's never any perfect and I think striving for perfection in the sport is so talked about so much because number one that's what it is and number two if there is something out there like food that in your mind if you can think oh well if I do this I will do perfect every single time because our sport, literally, we get four, five minutes, six minutes to, on the ice. We could wait a whole 45 minutes before we go do our program and do it again, and you have one chance to do it. It would be like going to work every day, doing your daily drive, right? You're like, da, 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 you're doing your drive, here we go. And then that one day, it's, it's like a random, like something runs across the road and you get rear-ended, right? That could be a day of a competition and you have an interview and you're late. Like anything could happen that one day. So I feel like if there is any sort of concrete thing to make you feel more comfortable to go out there and do it, to be perfect every single time, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to kind of fall into that trap of disordered eating or having very distorted thoughts around food. And I promise you just from my experience that number one, if I would have vocalized a little more to family, coaches, and truly have just trusted the process of just going with your body, that you have a great team of coaches and family with you, ready to support you, that there was, like I said, releasing that like control. You're right, that control is supposed to make you feel comfortable, like do something. So again, like I said, there was so much on me. I felt that was the one thing I had left. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this. I'm gonna be okay. Like everything's gonna work out. It's gonna be fine. But anyone in that position, I would say you really, you just got to trust your support team and you gotta let go and trust the process. Basically like what we just started the whole conversation off talking about that what's gonna happen is meant to happen and you gotta let it be because something, there is something Mm -hmm. out there, the right opportunities are gonna come at the right time. So yeah, I mean, yes, it definitely was a struggle in my skating and it did take Mm -hmm. a while to kind of get back to normal afterwards. But the when it did, it was because I started talking and I started 
bringing people into my life and not trying to think I'm supposed to have it all perfect and all together and that you're supposed to be this huge expectation you put in your head when everyone just wants you to be happy and you should just be at your happiest. Like whatever that is, whatever that may be, you know, that is what it's supposed to be. There is no huge ideal expectation that is going to, you know, make or break everything. And I feel like that sport can make it very easy to make you feel like everything's got to be perfect right now. And it doesn't, there's a huge process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So hopefully that like kind of covered it or had like some good message around it. But, um, you know, it can be very positive and it can make you a lot stronger if you know how to work through it. And if you have a really great support team and just trust yourself that things will get better. Absolutely. I really liked what you said about the whole, everyone in your support team just wants you to be happy. Um, That was definitely something that I not necessarily struggled with, but I was grappling with in my head when I was deciding, do I retire from skating last year or do I keep going for this dream that I have, my family has, my coaches have, my friends have. Um, And as I started talking about it more and more with, you know, the closest people in my circle, I realized like, I made the, that mental pros and cons list. I talked it out repeatedly and I realized the pros for my like mental sanity and my overall physical health were more for retiring than continuing. And it can be really hard to face that. But once you are totally open and honest with yourself and the people around you, you realize that people just want you to make the best decision for you, for your own health and for your own happiness yeah no and you're like you said it's it's kind of hard to come to that like conclusion it's kind of even hard to even get yourself to that point to even make a decision like that for sure and then but again you know you think sometimes we make assumptions about like what maybe we should or should not do but again it has to come from you from your like whole points and everything like that and what it truly means to you so like you said, like when I started talking about it, I started realizing how much my family just wanted me to be happy or, and all I ever want to do is like make them proud. You know, all I wanted to do was do that. And then when you see, like you start talking to them and being like, well, no, we're, it doesn't matter what you do. We're proud of you no matter what, like it kind of puts, takes that weight off your shoulders so that you can truly like assess yourself and be like, okay, what do I need? And that's really hard to do sometimes is just to look in the mirror and look at yourself and what you need. Cause that's also a very hard task to do in and itself. Definitely. I think um, that's something I used to struggle with a little bit with just friendships as well, in terms of always wanting to give, always wanting to make things work, me being ultra flexible for everybody else. Um, and I finally got to the point at some point I had one of my best friends tell me, she's like, Paulina, you had to pick you sometimes. She's like, they're going to pick themselves like every time they're going to cancel on you for this. And you're over here reworking your schedules to make things work. Like, no, you have to be selfish with your time sometimes. And that that's again, something that you learn as you get older and you, you have to really put yourself first in a lot of ways. It's no secret that as athletes, we need a lot of protein to fuel ourselves during our workouts. One of the best sources of protein is meat. But where do you find the most sustainable and healthy meat? Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? It's because big food crushes the little guy. Why are 97% of chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? It's simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm or caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now and listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. Yeah. And I feel like also that goes through, cause I've experienced a little things like that. Um, that also just goes to us, like pleasing, trying to be like perfect for everyone. Here we go. No, I'll make it work. I'll make it work. Watch. I'll do this. Watch. I'll do that. Like, again, it comes down to you and like what you said, selfish with your time and that you don't have to always 
be the like brink of perfection for everyone to like be happy or have a good time. I've I've dealt with that a couple of times where I've just like, you know what? You can't you can't do that. You gotta just like do what you want to do. So what was the transition like for you going into retirement, stepping away from competition? Because it is such a jolt in terms of environment and culture. That is actually that is something I'm actually um I'm excited to talk the whole time here. I'm just saying this is something I really do feel like uh, I definitely am excited to maybe share a little bit because, you know, I feel like people might see like the athlete and them competing and then like they go a little bit, like you don't hear anything for a while. And then like, okay, here I am doing this, 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 and this. And yeah, that, that's the case because usually a lot of the times, you know, they got to rework their life. Um, when I stopped skating, I will say it took me about three years to get myself like just like whoa where who am I or just to feel like myself again outside of a figure skater right because this whole my entire life I've identified as this figure skater I am this and now you take that away from you and you wake up and you don't have to go to the rink every day all right well and no one cares if you do a clean program that day like you could literally do nothing all day and no one like okay cool like so that like whole that whole world that you have constructed around yourself ever since you've been like seven, eight years old is completely gone. So you're kind of like, oh my God. And now on top of everything else, you just feel lost. And I did, I felt lost for a very long time. And, you know, once, when I stopped skating, I told myself I was never putting a pair of skates on again. No way. I'm done. Four months, <laughs> I go four months later, I'm back in the rink. <laughs> and I like, like it was so weird too I was four months back in the rink and I like had my team USA jacket <laughs> and I was like in my skin I was just skating around for fun and I I went there though to like get I was like I wanted to start coaching skate school classes and you know I started coaching classes and that's how I kind of started coaching but I I really I thought I would never step foot on the ice again but somehow I always found my way back to the ice but it did it took a very long time for me to just kind of like figure out who I was outside of the skater and it takes time it takes time there's no magic fix and like you said like how we had like what you talked about with like the stress and the pressure and like that you know when you go out in any any situation that nothing will feel as stressful as that yeah so we learn a lot of big lessons really young things that people probably won't learn until their late later 20s maybe early 30s we learn that at very young age and that's great but then there's a lot of other mental catch-up that has to come with it because you can't success. it will always come back and I feel like that is what I was doing in that time I was just kind of like figuring out okay who am I like what what friends do I have like am I making making new friends like reconnecting with old friends from back home when I moved to California because I grew up in Chicago so then I moved to California and then like kind of coming back and like reconnecting with people and then like again that friend they don't care what like skating you do they didn't care. like they are like okay you want to hang out and you're like okay yeah okay so like it's a completely different mentality and then after like that like the reason I say three years is because then I, I started school I um, went to like a community college here and I just like signed up for classes randomly because I was like, I just want to feel normal. I want to feel like every other kid my age. That is mainly why I did it because I was coaching at the time, but I just was like, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> like something's wrong with me. And I said that to myself. I'm like, I just don't fit in. Like all I was was this skater. Now I need to like figure it out. So I signed up for classes. And then honestly, having that like structure again, having like a schedule and I, in being able to make your schedule and I was able to work it around coaching I like and that's when my life started like picking up and I was like oh okay and I started you know all these little facets of my life were being filled again of like oh I have this or oh I have that oh I have this oh I have that and I was like oh my gosh like I have that great amazing skating experience and now things are finally things are coming together like yeah it's a really rough time and I promise you when you, it doesn't matter how high level skater you competed. If you, you know, it does not matter if skating is a part of your life and you love it. And believe me, we all love skating. If we go into that rink every single day, we go train these jumps, jump up and fall on the ground every single day. We love it. 
and there's just something special about skating there it's like I just describe the sport as always being like being able to dance as if no one's watching that is what the epitome of the sport is it is something that you can truly call your own at such a young age and it's very rare and so having something that special is gonna it, it is like it is gonna take a toll but once you get through that period and once you find yourself it, you get the best of both worlds and I honestly today can tell you it, it was worth every little bit of heartache every little bit of like tough love trying to find yourself to go through that because I would not be able to coach work with these amazing kids that I get to work with every day experience all that I have I've graduated college all of that stuff if I didn't have all of those lessons from skating and also skating also taught me how to get myself out of that too you know having that resilience you know so i mean it's not like oh skating was bad i mean no 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 skating is the reason i am here today being able to do that everyone has to go through transition in their life everyone has to go through ups and downs it's it has nothing to do with that but skating taught me the resilience and the per perseverance to be able to be like no you can always you can can do more and do this like you can keep going so I mean yeah it was it's a hard transition and I don't know what you've experienced in it but it was it was really difficult for me and anyone who says it's easy I would <laughs> I would challenge <laughs> because it was not easy for me yeah no it it was definitely challenging for me as well because like you said the structure just gets really ripped out of you your purpose every single day is just not really there anymore and that sounds kind of dark, but it's not like a, like a life purpose, but purpose is the perfect word. No. Yeah. Like you just, with training and skating, you have something to work for every day and you're working up to the next competition. So there's always this like short-term goal as well as long-term goals. And so when you decide to drop that and start something else, we've been trained in skating our whole lives so to all of a sudden start something else from ground zero is super daunting because we don't know you know the the line the journey to get us to where we want to be later we we know the skating one because we've lived through it but we don't know anything else it's just such a black hole in terms of putting your faith and putting your trust into working through a process and it's just so new and so it's it's definitely challenging but once you kind of find your groove find things that you like to do and start consistently doing them like you said you started going to school you made it back to the rink you mm -hmm. started coaching that's another thing you know a lot of us it's scary to walk away from the rink because you feel like oh like this is a chapter that's closing in my life it's really not it the competitive chapter maybe the, the really horrible stress definitely but you can still <laughs> you can go back to the rink you can skate anytime you want the love of skating is still there you can coach you can do shows you can literally do whatever you want oh my god absolutely and that was the other thing too is you're right it, it does not leave you it doesn't and I thought you was so black and white right you can only do this or you can only do that but no you can you can do it all if you want to go that avenue of shows you can do that I I did not want to do that I'm not a I've learned I'm more of a homebody so I'm not like a big traveler <laughs> I like home but um no, I was in my junior year of college and because I, I got my degree in psychology. So I, I wanted to be a, uh, I wanted to be a therapist. And then I realized I was driving to the rink one day after class and I was like, huh, I don't think I can go a day without putting on my skates. I don't know how a real job is going to, how it's going to look for me. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. And that's when I decided, I was like, mm, I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to grow this coaching thing, go from there. And you know, but I'm going to finish school because I don't know about you, but like, I am so proud of my degree. Like I am, it is something because like, I'm sure you understand it. Like skating, you've just, you've just done it since you're little and you've been good at it. Okay, great. This is something that it didn't matter what your name was, what this or that you had the work for it. No one else was helping you. And it was just something where I was just like, I'm very proud of because it's something entirely different from skating. Exactly. I, I think graduating school is just such an amazing accomplishment. I applaud any and all skaters that go to college and really like go after that too, because it's also really easy to fall into the trap of skating where you 
you know, continue on past high school and you're like really competitive into your early twenties and that's great. And then, you know, once you're finally retired, it's like, do I go to school? Like I, I could, but now I'm like older. It's, it's hard for people to really want to. And then at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of people that just go right into coaching and then they're, their whole life is skating once again. I totally, yeah. I totally agree with you. And I will say this is coming from a person like, were you like homeschooled, homeschooled, or did you go like half and half? Like when you were, con- no, I actually went, um, I went to public elementary, middle school and I went to private high school. So I was like in school full time. That's awesome. Cause I was mm-hmm. in, I was, I went to like public elementary and middle school and high school till freshman year, but I like was able to do a half day and that was great for me. But then when I moved out to California, I was like full-time homeschool and I, I'm a huge, like, even with my own students, I, I have a huge advocate of like, you honestly, like, let's try and get you out early or have you go in later. Like I like them to have a balance of rank in school because you know, it is so like, you kind of need a balance and like a separation and like you said, like, if you're not, you know, like they finish skating in their later 20s, like that balance is really important. I feel like it just helps with your skating. Because when I had school and skating, it was just like, when I was like uh, in middle school, so like, that's like when Hannah Montana came out, I thought I was like, like, I had the best of both worlds, I could <laughs> skate and do that. So I really advocate doing school and skating, because I think it just helps mentally too. And it helps you like prioritize and like also be a little bit more grateful of your skating too and keep everything like even. Absolutely. It's, it's super, super healthy. I think on the mental game, just to have a separation of your passion with skating. But if you're ever feeling like it's too much, you just switch to school mode. And like you said, nobody cares about skating in school. They Mm -hmm. might, you know, say like, Oh, cool. Like, Nice one. And then immediately the topic changes. Nobody cares. If you know me, you know I love ginger shots. Let me introduce you to this stellar product that I found. It's from Morningside Naturals, which is a small family-owned business. It's called Woodroot Tonic. And it's like a clovey, spicy ginger shot that doesn't sting. It's got chaga mushroom, cayenne pepper, apple cider vinegar, lemon, orange peel, ginger, cloves, and cinnamon. You take a one to two ounce shot in the morning to start your day, or you can do what I do, which is mix it in with some iced green tea, squeeze a little fresh lime juice in there. Mmm, such a dank drink. Some of the benefits of wood tonic? It boosts the immune system. It promotes a healthy digestive system. It reduces inflammation. It supports sinus health. If I'm ever feeling a little scratchy in my throat, I'll knock one of those shots down and immediately all my airways are clear. I really, really love this product. I super recommend you guys try it. Guys, say yes to 100% organic, vegan, premium ingredients, and no added sugars, GMOs, and gluten. It's all safely made here in the U.S., I've posted about them on my Instagram. You can check out their page. And if you do decide to order some Woodroot Tonic, use my code PE2021 at checkout. Absolutely. Or like they think like, for example, they would think a twizzle. I had one friend, they were like, we were watching the like the past Olympics and they were watching Marilyn Charles like, what is that? And it was like a twizzle. And like, yeah, it's super hard. And the way they do it is insane. But I mean, like they could think a twizzle and triple X are the same. They have no clue. They think anything that we do on the ice is amazing. And yet we sit and criticize every little detail. Like, look at my pinky. Look at this was off. We're like, oh, my hand looked like that. No, like you're right. It's good to have that different perspective and also to have different conversations outside of skating. Because I remember too, also being stuck in training and being like, oh my God, like that program, I was doing this and constantly thinking about the same stuff I was doing over and over again and not just like breaking away from that and like, other things in the world that are other things. There's more, there's more. Use your whole life. <laughs> there's, there's so much more. I know I'm, I'm definitely a huge advocate for not putting all your eggs in one basket. It's super dependent on whether, whether or not kids start homeschooling, like from a very early age or not. Cause I know a lot of skaters I grew up with who were homeschooled since like elementary school and who are now, you know, top skaters in the U S they like they try to go and do school and balance it but it's just it's too much on their plate like they don't have that um they haven't learned that skill yet skill set yet where you do manage everything and you time everything perfectly and you don't stress yourself out and it's 
it, it can be challenging if you're not doing it from an early age. So it's, it's very dependent on what works best for person to person. Some people need more training hours, some people don't, but um, I definitely had the best experience going to school and I'm, I'm so grateful to have been around so many different kids my age, like you were saying, different personalities, different intelligences, different passions, um, seeing how people learn differently too. Some people are super hands-on, some people are extroverts like me, some people are more introverted and it's like, you kind of got to have to get along with everybody, um, work with everybody and it's a necessary skill in life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Were you, if I could ask like for training, and the reason you say more people need train time, like, did you need like a lot of hours on the ice or were you like just very efficient? I didn't. Yeah. So I was very efficient. Um, my training style was very, if you have an hour, you're packing it in, you're working super hard and then you can get off rather than let's spend three hours this morning working on this and kind of just like skating around, taking mm -hmm. breaks. I would skate like an hour in the morning before school and then I would go right back after school and I would skate another hour or two and that would be it. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Well, that's exactly how I was. And I was just curious because um, I have some skaters where I'm like, they literally they need two and a half to three. Like they need it. Like they mm -hmm. need the like same routine. Da, 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 da. And there's some kids I'm like 45 minutes. Okay, you're done. Like, okay, off, come back on for a half hour and do spins. Like the more you work them, like the worse they get. <laughs> you're just like, but it's different for everybody. And I think going back to like that positive support team and just being able to vocalize yourself and learning how to use your voice and, you know, finding what you need to do your best really comes from like, what's going to help you succeed. Cause some kids, they need constant repetition. Some kids don't. And I think you need a support team to really analyze and like see that for each person. Exactly. How is coaching like for you now that you're a coach? What is being in the sport in that role for? Oh, I love coaching. Yeah. Oh, I love coaching. Yeah. I, I always, I always knew I wanted to coach, right? I, I knew, but I had no idea how much I like loved it. I like, obviously I love competing and being a competitor and stuff like that, but I love this so much more. Like I, it is definitely much more to my heart. And I think it's just, I think I love dealing with all the different personalities each day. I love all learning about them and all the different stories I see and you, you get to learn each person. And I'm very fortunate. A lot of my, I've, a lot of my kids I've had from little and they're like, as they're growing up and I've had them for a while. So I get to see them kind of evolve too, as people. And I'm like, this is so, this is so cool. I knew you as this and now you're like this. And it's just like, it's crazy to me. And I, I mean, I love, I'm really good at choreography, but I love teaching jumps and I am, I am so, this is another thing too, like, yes, training was stressful and yeah, the hours put in and everything was hard work, but the experiences and the, the coaching that I had, I'm so fortunate for every little bit of opportunity that I had in this sport because I'm so, and I'm actually very grateful that I can like, I try my best to pass that down to anyone that I teach or anyone that comes across my path because I truly do try and see. And then I use the methods my coaches used and I see it work and I'm just like, and you see them like today, actually I had a girl, she did her first like clean program today, her first clean long. And like, you know how that feels after getting a whole new program. Like, yes, she was so excited. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, it works. <laughs> like, but it's just so cool. Cause you, you get to pass on, you know how it feels if like you could give someone that feeling for a couple of minutes, like that's the best thing in the world. And the continue to do that. I just really like what I love about coaching is I love that I can continue to show people like, look, you can do more if you believe in yourself, like go for it one more time. You never know, like you can't give up. And then if you're there, if you're that strong role model for them when they need it and when they finally are, receptive enough to believe it and do it for themselves and then you help them get to that level like you're just like and seeing that look on their face and it's just amazing to me and I, I'm very fortunate I have a lot of amazing students I have um two years ago I was I got the director job at this new rink that opened up in an area called Willowbrook Ice Arena 
And now it's the whole rink has just completely grown. And it's just so cool to kind of like build these things and see where it's going. And yeah, there's been so many times I, I promise you where I've just been like, I can't do this, man. Mm-mm. I'm not cut out. Like, <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> I can't do it. But then you think back to like those stressful times, like you talked about where you're like, oh, no, I can. I can. I just got to take a deep breath. It just feels really horrible right now. <laughs> I don't like how I'm feeling, but embrace it. <laughs> and, um, and then you like just being like, I'm going to just figure it out the best that I can. And you go from there. And the other thing too is, is it's hard as like an adult, like, especially like from a kid from skating, like you're used to a coach kind of helping you through each process. And then as an adult, you got to learn, oh, well, a lot of the times it's messy, like it's messy and you're still doing it well. Like it doesn't have to be each stage perfect for you to be doing well. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to see that, especially when you don't feel good in that moment, when you feel anxious or stressed, but if you keep going and you keep working through it, you get this product at the end where you're just like, wow, like I'm sure you probably with this podcast, like you, you had this idea and it's starting and now it's growing and growing and growing. And you're like, Oh, it's working. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah. And it, it works. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really fortunate. I love coaching. I don't know if like you've just coached a little, but I just, I love kids and I never knew how much I loved working with kids until coaching. And it also coaching helped me refine the love for the sport again. Cause it's never like I lost the love for skating, but like I said, for a long time, I was just numb. Mm-hmm. I was completely numb to like everything. Cause I, I don't know what I didn't want to tap into or did want to tap into, but I will say that coaching just kind of re sparked like, Oh my gosh, like, I remember feeling like that. I remember what it's like, you know, and just seeing all these kids do it. It definitely reminded me how much and how much the sport has to offer too. The sport has a lot to offer to all everyone. And I feel like when you really find all the right tools, you can really get the best of everything. That's so awesome that it sounds like your, your passion for skating was just reignited under a coaching lens. And it sounds like you're leaving a great impact with your skaters and your ice rink for the director. So kudos. <laughs> I hope so they I think they think I'm crazy sometimes but I do know they really they do really all have fun like I I'm always making sure like if I at least make sure that all the kids are not I just want them to have amazing memories because like think about all I think about all the times especially since it's summer right now like you think about how like the days you spent at the rink and like playing with your friends on your breaks from the rink like I think back to those and I'm like, those are so much yeah. fun, you know? And like all my, all my best friends to this day are all from skating, went back from like during those like fundamental years, like th- those don't leave you. And I, I really just try and make sure that environment for them is there out above all else. The environment is key. Cause you know what it feels like when maybe there's like some where it's kind of hostile with training or maybe negative. I just always try and make sure that it's positive between all the kids and they always have a blast and it usually ends up benefiting their training too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. It's so necessary to have a really solid and healthy environment because kids are going to enjoy the sport and learn so much if it's a positive one. But yeah. So last question, what advice would you give young girls who want to go into pair skating? Advice. All right. Number one, being a pair girl, and this is not to scare anyone, is the toughest job there is. <laughs> it's tough, but it is the, I promise you, it is so much fun. I loved all the choreography. So if you're, let's put it this way. If you're a little apprehensive, I still recommend doing a tryout. Just do a tryout. What's the worst that could come from it? You either learn and love it or you're like, oh, hey, no, 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 not for me. But um, because you do, if you're going to be a pair girl, you got to be committed and you want to really be thrown in the air and do all that stuff. But if you want to go to pairs, if you have any inclination to go to pairs, I would recommend, honestly, you just need to go for it because you don't want to have in the back of your head, oh, maybe I would have tried this because it is a ton of fun. Um, I loved the lifts, (laughs) the throws, the choreography to me was so much more fun. All of the stuff was it's a good experience. I will say the strength involved with it <laughs> is 
is hard. I was so sore. <laughs> my first, like my first month doing pairs, I remember my arms during one of the lists, like they were shaking and I was just like, oh dear God. So you, you really have to increase rubber body strength. You have to be fearless though. Definitely. You have to be fearless. Don't hold yourself back. You have to have trust your partner. If you're going to go into it and you're like, okay, I'm committed, trust them, trust your coaches. And um, the other thing is too, do not let the idea of that you're not as good of a skater if you need to go into pair skating stop you from going into pairs. Because I might have gone, regardless of Rockneyan or that, because there were calls for me to go, like to have tryouts before Rockney before all that because um, of my size. I mean, I'm 4'10 now, you know, so the growth never really happened, but mm-hmm. um, I was always very tiny. So, but I, again, I never even considered a tryout ever because I was like, no, 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 no. I'm a single skater. Like, don't let that stop you because you could miss out on a really great experience. Um, you can always do both because you can always do singles and pairs at the same time. You do not have to choose between one. So if you don't want to give up your singles to try pairs, you can always work something out. And I would say that if you really vocalize that, I'm sure a, a team, your coaches can work work a plan together for you to get that. And the other thing is too, is that if you're in, you have transitioned to pairs and you're a pair girl, there are ups and downs. But I promise you, if you keep building up your strength and you keep building up those muscles, you will get the stuff and it will end up working out really well for you. But just go for it. Don't be afraid to try it. Don't let anything stop you. Awesome. Loved that. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mary Beth, for coming on this today. We talked about a bunch of great things. Thank you. I love talking to you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me a comment, leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys have to say. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And please DM me if you have any requests for my podcast, any interview requests, or if you yourself would like to come on, you have a fun skating story that you'd like to share. I'm always looking for new voices to feature. So please reach out to me. And stay tuned for my future podcast episodes I release every Tuesday, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.